What do you get when two drunk nerds see the new Joker film? You get what you fucking deserve! What's up, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm Jason. And we fucking saw the new Joker movie, 2019, with Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd Phillips. And uh, we got some shit to say. First of all, Jason, it's been a minute since we've done a yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Oh, shit. I think we were hibernating for like a, what, a good year and a half. The last um, review we did was on uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's that right. was the very last one. And that movie, to classify it, is pretty old now. If you think about it, it's an old Marvel movie. Well, obviously, it's old in, in pop culture where nothing, you know, everything's trendy for more than nothing's trendy for more than like five minutes. You know, yes, it is. It is old news, as it were. Yeah, it's ran it's ran its course, basically. So you've had a lot of other Marvel movies that come out since then, you know, Captain Marvel and Infinity War and Endgame and all that shit. But yeah, no, that was our last episode. So it feels good to do it again. That's right. And in honor of our fallen comrades, Hops and Monsters, we are drinking some beer. What are you drinking, Jason? Oh, cheers. <laughs> uh, pretty much my favorite, uh, Belgium White Blue Moon. I get teased a lot, too, because I love Blue Moon, and it's very, like, everyone's like, oh, no, it's a simple beer. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It tastes great. Yeah, if you like fuck it. Fuck you. I'm drinking Das Deutsches Bier, Das Beste, uh, Ho Garden. I think it's, it's literally <laughs> it's literally Ho Garden, but it's, like, spelled differently. Hodo. It's, um, it's, it's a original Belgian white beer. Um, we got it at like Safeway. It's pretty How fucking good. How the garden? How the garden? I don't know if we're gonna make this a thing where we drink all the time, but I'm I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> we're just gonna steal it mm. from a few friends of ours because <laughs> they're not doing their thing anymore. So, Charlie Ben, we're stealing your fucking thunder with this shit. Yeah, you you put hops and monsters to bed, so we're taking it. Yeah, we're we're drinking it. All right, let's get to it. So we saw Joker 2019. We saw it on opening night at 10 p.m. at the Roxy Stadium. With the Goof Troop. With the Goof Troop here in Sonoma County. Um, Well, Jason, what'd you think? I fucking loved it. I fucking loved this film. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job as Joker, first off. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical about it because... I remember I was actually listening back to some of our old episodes, which was uh, the Defenders, ep- uh, the Defenders episode. Actually, yeah, that was it. I know we talked about a lot in that episode. Defenders. We talked about Defenders, yeah. and then we talked about um, WB films in general. And I was kind of having a little bit of a rant because it was like, yeah, all these W film, uh, WB films that are coming out, you know, like uh, like there was supposed to be a Joker Harley Quinn movie, which got canned, thank God. Uh, and there was I know we're getting the next best thing with Birds of Prey. Yeah, fucking blow my brains out. Yeah, there was a trailer for that, too, at the beginning of this film. Yeah. Yeah. I was not no. excited for it. It just looks like it's the Harley Quinn movie. It Basically, looks that's what it like is. Like, shit. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It, it looks it looks very disingenuous. It looks forced. And, like, I, I is it me or does it just kind of feel like we're watching Margot Robbie? Great actress. Great actress. But it feels like we're watching Margot Robbie cosplay. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because there's a lot of people that cosplay as her Harley Quinn more than the original that I've noticed. You know, like conventions and stuff. Oh, like it's that. Hip, the, well, the know. ones I've been to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, back to the point. Um, I was talking about the Joker film because I think it was announced at that time. So I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing a Joker film. It's, it's like not connected to the DCU. 
why are they doing this? We don't need an origin story of the Joker. I think what jo- uh, makes the Joker interesting is the fact that no one knows his background. He's very mysterious. Uh, and that's what makes him more of just like, you know, one of like DC's favorite villains because he's such a mystery, you know, and it's, he's actually my favorite <clears throat> villain. Yeah. In the well, DC universe. Yeah. It's, it's like, I was happy that this wasn't, so, you know, this movie, you know, is not necessarily, it is not a part of the DCEU for one. It's, 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 it's definitely its own animal. Um, Todd Phillips approached Joaquin Phoenix and basically told him, Hey, do you want to hide a real movie in this movie? So in other words, like, Hey, I have this movie idea and, um, you know, it, it kind of does revolve around the Joker, but I'm not looking to, to tie in capes and bats and, and DC stuff. I just want to make a character study. Yeah. He of, wants to keep it pretty grounded. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, yes, this is a comic book movie, but it's also a character study drama of a crazy person. What do you think? Joaquin Phoenix just was like, all right, let's do it. So it's, it's not, you know, it's not Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, it's not like, it's camp- not campy like that. I'm an idea. Yeah. I think it kind of transcended the comic book genre in a way, because if you think about it, like a film like this brings me back to like how grounded Logan was. Yeah. You know, Logan was, it felt like not like a comic book movie, even though it was in, you know, the, the X-Men world, which was uh, Brian Singer created. Yeah. So in in a way it, it stands out to me. The Joker film is quite unique because it doesn't feel like, you know, your typical DC, you know, uh, comic booky film like say justice league or man of steel or, or whatever one of those those films but yeah no. and it's not pretentious about it either you know like it, it it doesn't to me it didn't feel like it was a smack in the face to comic movies because some you know some people will make movies like that they'll make like a comic book film or something along the lines and they'll they'll kind of do something where they they kind of smack it in the face uh, the, the genre i should say yeah no i mean um well what about you what did you think about the film i loved it i thought it was very good um i I believe that it was everything it needed to be. Uh, what that? What does that mean? Uh, I think that it was a good character study of this character, which, by the way, isn't the Joker from the comics. He he's kind of a precursor, because by the way, there are spoilers in this. This takes place like twenty, thirty years before the modern Batman. Well, it, it takes place, I guess, technically almost forty years. Before. I think it's like the seventies or eighties. Eighties, eighty-one, eighty-one, nineteen eighty-one, okay. nineteen eighty-one Gotham, and so you know. Bruce Wayne is a little kid at this point. So this isn't the Joker that he's going to be fighting when his story comes to fruition. Um, so I liked that a lot. And with that in mind, with it being its own movie, um, I thought that it was done extremely well. Um, like I said, I thought it was everything it needed to be in terms of the tone, the, the content, and the overall story. Um, yeah, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Um, I really, Joaquin Phoenix was, was great. He, he, Joaquin Phoenix knows how to play a crazy guy. Um, he, a weirdo. He's definitely been doing a lot of more indie films lately. Like Gladiator. Like Gladiator 20 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, it's he was like, a good villain in Gladiator. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know if you saw, uh, Inherent Vice or The Master. These are Pete's Paul Thomas I've seen Anderson the Master, movies. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Walk the Line was pretty good yeah. too. Yeah. He's, he's very good at playing damaged characters. Um, now, in my opinion, Inherent Vice and The Master are not good movies, but he takes those characters and really gives them a lot of life and a lot of depth. And, yeah, I mean, he, he makes them interesting to watch, even if the movie itself isn't very interesting. Um, 
<clears throat> so he he was definitely the guy for the role. Uh, he is our guy, as it were. Um, but yeah, I, I, I without without just being like I liked it a lot because it was good. It was it was just it was excellent. It was it was everything I wanted and more. And it was uh, once again everything it needed to be. And uh, yeah, great. Were you good very uh, skeptical? All right, thanks. Good night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Were you very uh, skeptical about the film when it was uh, announced? So I don't remember what I said in the Defenders episode, but um, I, I would want to say that I feel like I, I remember being kind of like, this feels unnecessary, but produced by Scorsese and starring Joaquin Phoenix. And I, I, I know Joaquin Phoenix enough as an actor to be like, yeah, he, he wouldn't take this if it was just stupid cape shit or fan service. You know, he, he wouldn't star in Suicide Squad. So I was like, well, it might be good. And then that first trailer dropped like six, seven months ago. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I watched it like fucking 20 billion times because I'm a tool. Um, it was, yeah, I was so stoked on it. And I was just like, I really hope that it's just not a good trailer. Like, I, I really hope that it's, you know, that it's good and that the trailer is not just good. Because I, I was a little afraid that that would be the case. I'm like, oh, no, it's just going to be, we'll get a great trailer and then we'll get a shit movie. But I was, nope, I was, I was wrong. And I'm happy I was wrong. Yeah, it really sucks when you, like, you get all psyched for a movie by the trailer. And then when you go see the film, you're very, like, you know, let down. Because they do that with trailers. They kind of make you feel like, hey, they put everything great in it and they put all like the good scenes in it or whatever. And, you you know, you think, OK, man, I can't wait for this film. And you go there. I'm like, oh, fuck. You just walk out. You're like just with your your head in your hands. It's like, oh, oh my God. What the fuck? You well, know? I've been noticing this lately with movies that are like obviously bad. A lot of times you can see it in the trailer. Um, I feel like I feel like that's going to be the case for Birds of Prey. Suicide Squad was definitely the case. Like the. The one trailer with, like, Bohemian Rhapsody made the movie look good, but there was, like, one or two trailers before. I'm like, this just looks like shit. Yeah, the first trailer was, like, kind of depressing. Yeah, they tried to make it all dark, and, and that's when we first saw the Joker speak and move, and and it was just like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> well, I mean, with Joaquin, what do you think how he compares to the other Jokers we've seen on film? I mean, to me... If you say, like, if you, you're given, like, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix, which one would you say is better? They're totally two different people. Well, yeah. Characters. They're, 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 very, they're two different characters because... Um, they're playing the same character, but... Yeah, they, sort of. Well, they're, they're playing a rendition because, like, you know, he, the Heath Ledger Joker is, is the Joker that Batman fights. Whereas Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is just a psychotic... Uh, I don't want to say... He's not an anarchist. He's just a, he's a psychotic... Uh, victim well i mean he's of, a broken guy of, yeah, yeah. a broken society and he's a broken man and um they're very different in terms of their motivation and and obviously their you know i would assume their origin um heath ledger obviously like he puts the face paint on and he becomes a different like you know you don't even recognize you don't even recognize him as an actor you're like who, who is that playing the jugger oh that's Heath. like what that's heath ledger holy shit yeah. um very different um i, I was really happy that uh, Joaquin Phoenix didn't do a voice. It wasn't like, oh, I'm the Joker. Or like, hey, I'm the Joker. It was just like, it's just. It was his voice. It was his voice. There was no quirky, like, uh, you know, like, oh, I got to disguise myself and sound like a clown. It was just, it was a voice. And what they did with his laugh, like the, the explanation oh, for his God, laugh was, was wonderful. Amazing. It's like a condition. Yeah, it's like Tourette's. I mean, basically, if you noticed, um, it hurt him. 
a lot of the times like he was co- uh, like laughing and then it was almost like he was coughing. It was well, like- he, yeah, because he, he couldn't stop and he was very yeah. uncomfortable. And, and yeah, no, it was it was a good explanation as to why he does that. And it's it's almost like, yeah, he was destined to be a the clown prince of crime. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it was that that was a great that was a great explanation for the laugh. I mean, um, yeah. Overall, like, you know, he says a line where my life is not a tragedy. It's a comedy. And, it, you know, the story smothers his mother. This. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is a tragedy. It is. You know, and it's filled with a lot of tension. And um, the story in a whole is definitely a tragedy. You know, yeah, that's the, what I looked at it. And, you know, Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese delivered the story of, of a broken guy, you know, in a broken society, like you said. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, with him and the laugh, it was like, it was really cool because if you noticed in the film, it kept changing. Like he, like he definitely hit all these kind of different levels of laughing. They weren't all the same. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't like uh Heath Ledger's like, <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was its own thing. And, and obviously in the movie when he's like, <laughs> like that was his fake laugh. Yeah. Cause remember like he's watching the comedy show and he's like, he's doing it just to like, he's like, I want to fit in. So I'm going to laugh. Yeah. He does it after and, everyone else laughs. And so. then when his, when his big clown friend makes fun of the, uh, the dwarf clown, he goes, <laughs> turns the corner yeah. straight face. So it's like, yeah, that the silly, what you would consider Joker laugh was not real. Yeah. It's not genuine. It's just, he's it's not like, finding something truly funny. I mean, it could be funny, but the laugh to him when he's it's laughing, fake, it's a it's fake, fake laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's something I liked a lot about his character because he was someone trying to fit in, trying to be normal. He had a condition. No one is nice to him. Everyone treats him like shit except for that dwarf, um, the short clown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say midget. I'll get in trouble. So dwarf, <laughs> the well, dwarf clown, um, you know, he definitely like, you know, we, um, the Joker was definitely a damaged character and he was uh, very much unloved and unwanted by pretty much everyone. And so you you know on top of him having mental problems you kind of you you completely understand his reasoning for becoming you know I don't want to say a mass shooter but just a a, a killer yeah especially with someone like that who's surrounded in a broken environment you know even during that time like there's no one there's no like uplifting moment where there's like he's surrounded by people who are trying to make him more of a better person I mean everyone around him. He's just beating him and breaking yeah. him down. So he was constantly feeling like not alienated, but at the same time, there was no light at the end of the tunnel for him as far as like him getting out of this broken shell. There was no hope. Was. Yeah. And his mom kept either lying to him or she was just too delusional to tell him the truth. Which we didn't know. Yeah. You know, first, first it's like, oh, you're the illegitimate son of Bruce Wayne, which was kind of neat. It's like, hey, the Batman's my brother. And it was yeah. kind, of, kind of Shakespearean. That's and a stupid. different, that's a crazy twist too. You know? Yeah. But then it's like, oh, um, that's not true. Your mom's delusional. Also, you're adopted, kid. Now, and what did you think of that though? Were you a little bit more like at ease knowing that that's not the route they took. Like it was actually something that was made up a little bit because I was kind of like, it's like, are we really going to go this way? It's like, it turns out that the Joker is my brother. And like, it's a little silly. It was neat though. And I don't know how I would have felt if they kept it going with the whole film. Um, I like the fact more that once again, the Jokers are nobody. We don't know who he really is. Yeah. Besides a, a kid who was adopted and abused and, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, one of the things I liked about this movie is that 
uh, especially at the end, this this sets up a, a very different Batman. Because first of all, Thomas Wayne was a fucking asshole. Yeah, he seemed more of like a dick in he this was. movie. He was a straight up dick. Yeah, you know? and like he, I wouldn't say his character was evil, but he he was a he was a dickhead. He was just a rich, like pompous, you know, asshole who's like, I'm fucking, I got my own, you know, I got my own problems to deal with, I got my own shit. I'm not gonna deal with some fucking crazy dude and some old maid I had 30 years ago. I'm not dealing with it, so fuck you. And punches Joker in the face. Just touch my kid again, I'll fucking kill you. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Thomas Wayne's got some fucking balls on him this time. <laughs> and then when he when he fucking when he goes to visit Alfred, uh, to a uh, little Bruce, and then Alfred walks up. Alfred's a fucking asshole. And I'm like, holy shit, everyone's a dick. And I, I just I loved it. I was just like, oh my god, like, I like this is setting up a very different Batman universe because it's like, you know, it, it ends with you know, um, you know, uh. uh the Joker killing Robert De Niro's character. And then, you know, it creates even more anarchy than there already was with people in all these clown outfits. And, you know, he says that line, he's like, you get what you fucking deserve, blows his brains out. And then we see the famous shot of the Waynes coming out of Zorro and the gay blade from the comics. And it's like, you know, a, a, a clown, a masked clown walks up to, to, uh, which Thomas we don't Wayne. know is if it was Joe Chill or if it was just some just, rando. It was just some fucking anarchist, and he's like, "Hey Wayne, you get what you fucking deserve." Bam, and fucking doesn't kill him for money. He kills him because he's a fucking anarchist prick. And it's like, dude, Fashbat, Batman's gonna like grow up to just hate anarchists. Well, he's surrounded by people that are just straight up dicks. So yeah, no wonder like, he just becomes like a dark superhero. Did, did you ever read that old? Uh, Frank Miller tried to start a comic series um, called like All Star Batman and Robin. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was Frank Miller, but it was and Jim drawn Lee. Jim, yeah, by Jim yeah. Lee. It, it looked excellent, but the dialogue, no, it was great. The dialogue. Remember, the, I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah, no, the goddamn just, like, Batman. He slaps around Robin and shit like he's just like a stupid. Batman's like, a fucking partner. dick. He is. And when he goes to visit Green Lantern, he paints the entire mansion yellow and paints himself yellow. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's that's gonna be the Batman we get. And yeah. I'm fucking. That's like, man. If, you, if they ever did anything with it, no. You brought some memories back because in that comic series, I remember uh, in the scene where Green Lantern is in the room that's painted all yellow. Um, Robin, like, I think like he hits his neck or something. Like he his trachea and he can't he can't breathe. So Batman just slaps Robin aside and he makes like a makeshift. Uh, what do you call that when someone like a breathing tube? Oh, right oh, 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 uh, Green Lantern gives him something or no Batman gives him so he can breathe. Oh, I a breathing tube. I don't know. <laughs> I was a breathing tube. I'm, I'm not a medical expert. Well, no, I'm saying like remembering that 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 scene in the comic series. I remember that. That, that was hilarious. Like because, you know, he was a very dark Batman. I mean, we've seen Frank Miller's. Dark he wasn't Returns. evil, though. He wasn't evil. He was just kind of a dickhead. But he yeah. still believed in the principle of, you know, of good and evil and not killing, you know, villains, as it were. Yeah. Um, it's funny because the Batman that's set up in this kind of, in my opinion, definitely it would warrant a, a Batman who kills. But once again, I think Batman killing is against his fundamental character. So I wouldn't go for it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would. It would just be, it would depend on how it's handled. Not like (laughs) Zack Snyder and Superman where he's just blowing people away, blowing people up and dragging cars under trains or whatever. I don't fucking remember (laughs) that movie, but it's, it's like, yeah, I, I think this if this were to be made into if they would make sequels out of this and to make a, another universe based around it, I think it could be darker than Christopher Nolan's universe. If yeah. done if it's done right. There's rumors going around that this might be the Joker for um Matt Reeves Batman movie with oh, but Robert he's so Pattinson. Old. 
I mean, no, he's going know, to end up being very old. But they're saying that, but like Joaquin Phoenix has this thing that he doesn't want to do sequels. And I think the Joker film alone is a standalone film. I agree. It's better as a standalone film. I don't want to see that Joker in another, like, I don't want to see him in like a, like a typical Batman film. Like he's surrounded by like Penguin and Riddler, you know, and it's like, he just doesn't fit. To me, he doesn't fit. It's better with just this solo film, you know. Yeah, well, it's 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 once again, it's a character study, and you know the way the way I look at it. And for folks, if you haven't seen it, you don't care about spoilers. It's it's definitely one of those movies where, you know, imagine someone had an idea in Warner Brothers, right? And and this is kind of what happened, but also I'm putting my own twist on it. Like, imagine someone had an idea where it's like, I want to make a character study about a crazy guy, and then halfway through writing the script, they said, Hey, wouldn't this be cool if it was a Joker movie? All right, cool. Let's change a couple things here and here. Put some makeup in it. All right, cool. Now it's a Joker film, but it's not. They didn't change the fundamental core of what the movie is. They just that's that's just kind of the background. Yeah. And another thing I liked was that uh, Joker's jokes aren't very funny. Like they're, it's literally like it's literally the idea of comedy subjective because he's like knock knock who's there, a woman and her dead son or something, and like it's not really funny. It's it's very it's a very lazy joke. Like if, if one of my friends made that in public, I'd be like, "Dude, you're a lazy tool." Like, what kind of joke? That's not even witty. Um, but I liked that. It's like, yeah, he he's to me, it's not funny, but to him, because he's broken and fucked up, it is. And so I like that. It's literally like you know, everything's a joke to me, even things that are obviously not funny. Like I I like that. Yeah. Well, if you go into this movie expecting that Joker, you're not gonna get it oh, because yeah. he's not like those other Jokers. I mean. The laugh, I don't even remember him laughing that much when he had the face paint on, except for, for the, you know, the, the ticks that he had with the laughing, but I don't remember. Well, I remember when, I remember the, the, the one time I remember him laughing with the makeup was when he's on the subway, but it was a laugh. It was a fit. Yeah. Yeah. Not like after, um, uh, he kills, uh, Murray on the Murray show. Like where he just shoots a guy. I don't remember. I don't remember him laughing either. Yeah. I remember he grabs a camera and he's like, well, folks, that's life. And then gets tackled. Yeah, but he doesn't laugh because once again, that's it's he can't control his laughter, and so I like that. That makes yeah. him more interesting, and that makes him that makes him less obvious too. Because you know, you would have just expected like, you get what you fucking deserve, boom. <laughs> but he doesn't do that, and if he does, I don't remember. I, I don't yeah. remember him laughing. I mean, do you also think maybe this film glorifies violence at all? No, not one bit. There's a lot of people. I mean, there. It's a movie. It's uh, a movie. <laughs> no, it's a movie. But there's a lot of people who also think that this film is going to um, make people feel like, you know, I want to go out and kill somebody. Like, you know, yeah. with the whole shootings that happened in Colorado with the guy that, uh, you know, walked into that movie theater and yeah. he just blasted people. It's like, oh, he thought he was the Joker. That's not tr- so. When you okay, so um, yes, this stuff is going around. Um, so I, I did a lot of research on that shooting when it happened because I remember I went to. Dark Knight opening night, um, and uh, you know, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, uh, yeah. Excuse me, Dark okay. Knight Rises. And I remember I was living at my mom's at the point, and she like opens my door. I'm like half asleep, and it's like something like maybe it's like eleven in the morning, and I've been up all night. And she comes in, she's like Anthony. She's like all freaking. I'm like Jesus Christ, no, mom, I'm trying to sleep. I used to sleep till like three back then, um, and she's like, Did you hear about this that happened? I was like, Oh, and she kind of explains it. She's like, I just just want to make sure you're okay. You know, just worrying like moms do. And um, yeah, you know, I did some research into it, and. There was a lot. The media was going around being like, "Oh, he he believed himself to be the Joker, but he didn't have face paint on. He only dyed his hair pink because he's like weird. He was in SWAT gear. He was in full SWAT gear, and yeah, there was all this like 
you know, media hubbub and moral panic bullshit. Like, oh, the Batman movies inspire violence, and this is inspiring. You know, it didn't inspire anything. The guy was nuts. He was a crazy person. Um, there are studies that show that that things like this don't actually they don't inspire normal people to go out and kill. It's it's people who are already generally disturbed. Where if they are inspired by movies or music or TV or whatever, it's they're already broken. That that's just that's just a function of their psychosis is like, oh, I listen to some edgy music or watch an edgy movie, so now I definitely want to kill people even though I was already planning on it. Um, it's it's like the Columbine shooting. Like, a lot, like Marilyn Manson got blamed for that because these kids were Manson fans, but Manson doesn't tell you to go out and shoot your school up, you know? I don't I'm, I don't listen to Manson a lot, but I used to when I was a kid and I didn't want to kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they also, like, blame video games for that as well. Uh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... it's so there is a lot of controversy going around about this movie that, oh, it's going to inspire angry white incels to do this thing. And it's like, first of all, no, it's not. Uh, there wasn't a single fucking shooting, by the way. The media was like, there's going to be shootings. Everyone's tightening up security, yada, yada, yada. And there hasn't been a single one. I'm going to tell you, I'm disappointed. The media hyped it up. They told me I was going to get shot and I wasn't. So I'm, I'm upset. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> that's what we get. With that's like, a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we get with like media, just in general. Like I was saying, like a movie like say John Wick, where he just goes around blasting people in the head. I mean, I don't remember people bitching about that. They weren't, or, and and that was that was an article. Uh, 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 Todd Phillips asked that. He's like, you know, my movie's getting a lot of shit, and no one gives shit to John Wick, and you know, he's a a white man who kills a bunch of people, and it's just it's. I have a conspiracy theory. You ready for this? Yeah, go for it. I believe. Aliens. No, uh, I believe that um, Disney had something to do with this. With this I don't have thing. a lot of evidence. I don't have a lot of evidence, really? mind you. It's a conspiracy theory. You don't have to take my word for it. But I believe because it's a DC movie and it, you know, there was a lot of talk already saying that it was going to be good months before it even came out. I, I don't know. I kind of think what if Disney was like, we got we got to kill DC's you know uh, opening movie um, uh, record like records. It's like, oh, this is this is going to make a lot of money in the box office. And, you know, we, we, we you don't want it to do better than Avengers opening weekend, which, of course, it wouldn't. It's Avengers. It's different. So what if, I don't know, what if DC or uh, Disney paid some uh, newspapers to start writing uh, hit pieces on, on Joker? And then I think the rest of it just picked up after because you get a lot of these blue checkmark type folks on Twitter who are going around like, oh, the Joker's going to inspire. Like, I don't think every single person who says something negative about the Joker regarding mass shootings or incels was paid by Disney. But I think Disney might have started up the moral panic, and I think it yeah. kind of just took off from there. I mean, the film itself, it really isn't that violent. There's a couple scenes where, you know, if I really think about it, he kills what, like, like five people in the whole entire film? He kills three guys in the subway. He kills the guy that sold, um, actually gave him the gun. Yeah, and then he kills Murray. Murray, yes. And the way he killed the guy with, uh, I guess he was working for a company which was entertainment for children. Or it was a clown company. Yeah. Theater, yeah. So this guy, you know, not to give out the story or whatever, but this uh, one of the coworkers gives him a gun because he got like jacked by these. He kids. got beat up by those kids. From yeah. The so and it turns out like um, they were like hearing stuff about him and how he was like you know depressed. When they so him and the the little person, <laughs> I'm gonna call him a little person, was is actually if you really think about it, the scenes with him in it with the little person in it were like the the comedy of the film. 
like every time that 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 character was on screen some joke popped out or whatever like that and i remember you and stefan were just laughing your ass off when, when he couldn't reach the lock on the door <laughs> well it was fucked up right because like he stabs the big guy he slams and, his head into yeah, the wall a bunch and of slams times. his head in the wall and then like this this little he's like he's like go ahead you can go i'm not gonna kill you to the, to the little dude and then the little dude can't get out. And I was like, oh, what if he's just fucking with him and he's just going to kill him? And he knows he can't get out because he's little. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's really fucked up. I actually even thought like he was going to kill him because there's a scene where he opens the door, but then he closes it I again. know. I was like, no. <laughs> like that, that was, see, like I said, it made me laugh. But I'm like, dude, that's that's really fucked. That's that, also but, scary, yeah. too, being and in a situation like that. It was very disturbing. Not it? knowing if someone's going to kill you, even though they're like pretending, oh, yeah, you're my friend. Yeah. But then kind of turning a different yeah. side of it and be like, oh, never mind. I'm just going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the way he killed that guy was brutal as hell, too. Yeah. Stabs him in the neck, like you said. And, he repeatedly and then I think in the eye, too. He, he repeatedly just slams his head into like the corner of like a wall. God damn. That was, that was pretty nuts. That and was pretty uh, metal. I think it was like the only graphic. I mean, besides him sharing shooting Murray, it was the only really graphic scene in the film where it was very bloody. But like I said, like moments like that, I've seen worse in films that condone violence and people shouldn't give like a big, this is, you know, this is just moral. It. It's moral panic bullshit. That's what it is. And like, I, I haven't met a, a single person in real life who thinks this way because generally with this social justice thing, it's just, it's, it's a fringe group of people who have a really, really, they're very loud and they also have a lot of pull, um, and of course the media is behind them. So it's actually a small minority of people who actually talk like this and think this way, but they just have the loud voice right now. And so, yeah, it, it's it's as of this recording, it has not caused any mass shootings of any kind, um, and uh, yeah, the movie's doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. I think the critics, the I don't score know if it's like a sixty or seventy percent. I mean, the audience score last time I saw it was like in the '90s, unless it dropped in the last the, few days. The, the score, um, the the tomato meter score was at I think like seventy something when it first came out, and then of course all the negative reviews came out, and so it dropped by like almost ten percent. So it's sixty nine right now, but the audience score is ninety one percent. Yeah, no, the audience score, like so. I said, was pretty high. I mean. Even before uh, the film was widely released, I remember, like, there was people... I think there was, like, a... I don't know if it was a rumor, but, like, when it was shown at some, like, film festival, like, people were doing a standing ovation for Joaquin for, like, five minutes or yeah, something uh, like I, that. Yeah, I don't know if it was Sundance or Cannes or something. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, people people like this movie. Most people who have gone to see it, even the blue check mark fuckers on fucking Twitter... Have all been like it was great. It was a good movie. It was yeah. It was exactly I mean, it was what it needed. It was full of surprises too. I, mean, I was also thinking someone like, I know posted real quick. Someone I know posted yeah. something today um, on Facebook, and he just someone said, you know. Yeah, and he was like, okay. oh. he was like, oh yeah, you know, it was a really good movie, but you know, I'm warning you guys, it's really dark, it's really disturbing. You know, you might want to prepare. I'm like, don't give me fucking trigger warnings, you little shit. Like, it's a fucking movie. It's fake. Just just remember that everyone who gets stabbed and shot is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> they were in, it every was dog and cat that got like hanged. Yeah, <laughs> they're still though, alive. Yeah, in in that movie, even though that didn't even happen though, yeah, either. That it, happen. But it, it's like, like yeah, it's okay. B- behind every squib is a director yelling, "Cut!" That was great, guys. So it's okay for those of you out there. Movies are not real. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was gonna say though is that if you ever notice in films, like even a standalone film, or the villain always thinks he's the hero. 
all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that, that gives in their them, own story. They that think gives them the, the conviction, you know? Yeah. And, if you think about like Thanos from like, uh, you know, infinity war, like even though what he was doing was evil, he thought in his head he was doing the right thing. So in a way I always think like when I watch a villain, even though, you know, they're the bad guy, whatever they think they're doing, they think is the right way of doing it. Like say the Joker in the, the dark Knight, like he wanted to create chaos, but we'll see the dark Knight Joker understood that what he was doing was wrong, but he didn't care. Cause once again, he's like, I'm causing chaos. He's not like, you know, he's not like Thanos where he's like, I'm trying to save the universe. I'm trying to save life. It was, it was, it was, I do it for the lulls. And so, you know, that's the thing, like Joker, that's why the Joker is such an iconic character and so interesting because he doesn't, he pretends he doesn't have a plan. He, he always does have a plan, which of course a lot of, a lot of people don't even think he's crazy that it's all an act, but he, he does things solely to cause chaos. He doesn't care if it's right or wrong. He wants to watch the world burn. That's what makes him so interesting. But in his way, that's the way that he thinks the world should be like, you know, in the dark Knight's kiss. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's more of an anarchist and he's like, I want to watch everything burn and, and yada, yada. But yeah, it, it depends on your rendition of the Joker, what you're getting. Um, yeah. And yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's just seen through a different perspective. Like yeah. say for this Joker, he's like you said earlier, he's a broken man with an, in a broken society. And, it just seems like what he think like what he was thinking it was like the right way of everything like you know he he was just sick and tired of people pushing him around so yeah it was all the, it was all it was anar- revenge like, anar- it was and all that yeah, shit yeah it was partially and he you know didn't cause those protests either he just you know he as a i guess a citizen in a mask shoots a couple rich kids and so the media picks it up as oh this is a this is an anarchist thing to fight the rich and then all the all the bored white college kids who are protesting yeah. Uh, end up wanting to um, end up wanting to like break shit and cause chaos and and, and you know uh, Wayne equals fascism and all this crap you know and, and so like it kind of the whole the whole uh, causing chaos fighting the rich thing that whole concept in the movie was kind of happened on accident you know Joker didn't mean to cause that and so that just kind of like that just added to it and he didn't care Joaquin Phoenix's character didn't care at all well he um, liked the attention too and he did because you know his entire life he was being ignored. And so, you know, he was just like, you know, now I'm getting the attention I want. And, uh, and, you know, it's also causing chaos and fuck this city. I don't care. This city's hurt me enough. And so it was, it was more personal because with the other Jokers, it doesn't really feel personal, but with this, it feels personal. You know, I, I, I don't want to equate it to any sort of mass shooting or incel thing, but it's like, it's similar in the case where this is someone who felt let down. They felt like there was no more hope. And so they're like, fuck it. Yeah. You know? Um, actually wait there was another person that he killed um which is his mom well his that's right so six people he kills six people yeah yeah and he smothers her yeah i mean that was a good actress by the way i forgot her name but she's a good actress god what has she been in i remember she was in um some episodes of she was in american horror story american horror story yeah and she's also randomly the first thing i ever saw him in was the aviator starring uh uh, leonardo DiCaprio. scorsese what was she in the aviator she was uh katherine hepburn's mom Oh, why that's I right. know that I watch a lot of TV. No, that's <laughs> a good movie too. Yeah, yeah. I've actually gone back and watched that like several times. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, he um, he inspired chaos and anarchy though. Indirectly, I don't. Think, well, yeah, no, but yeah. indirectly, he he Joker, uh, Darth Dark Knight Joker would have done that on purpose, but he didn't. That was all on accident. 
but he was really surprised though of what he did inspired a lot of people and it was crazy too because the scene where he puts on the uh you know the face paint as the joker you know the, yeah what he does you know he, he dyes his hair green and he wears a suit and and all that it was um crazy because when he went on the subway when he was running from those two cops like everybody on that subway had a mask or their face was painted and it was just like wow he really inspired all these fucking people even though like you said he didn't mean to it, yeah. it, it was like i mean seriously that this happened today if a, a you know a guy dresses like a clown shot people on a subway i mean people want to be like running around dressed like that clown uh, no people yeah. would uh cops would like <laughs> They'd, yeah, they would. Uh, they would. They would crack down on that shit real quick. Yeah, you know, um, it was actually really funny. The media would <laughs> love it. Oh my god, the media would cause a shit fit. <laughs> what happens when you know, the Joker movie? Like, fuck you. Yeah. Let me watch my comic book movies. I'm not an incel. Yeah, that funny. I'm scene, not a murderer. That funny scene though, when uh, he's outside and he sees like this uh, wanted sign or something for, or like, have you seen this man? Uh, the of him and he's in like a clown mask right a clown mask but or it's like a scary looking clown with like sharp teeth or something it looked completely (laughs) ridiculous and he stares at it and he just makes the face where he's like what's like i don't look like that yeah he seems the evil clown man that shot three fucking rapists on a train you know throwing french fries at this chick yeah um yeah no um can we get to the uh zazzy beats character really quick uh sophie Oh, uh, that's that's the the love interest. Yeah, that's yeah. Love interest I, 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 I want to talk about that plot line too. So yeah, let's. Um, so, for me, it was such a twist too because you know, I didn't expect. Okay, so basically, her character is like a neighbor. She lives in the same building as uh, Joaquin's character, uh, Arthur Fleck, and you find out that he's got some sort of attraction for her, like. He follows her to, I don't know if it's her job, or he follows her, like, one day to, like, a building or something like that. He follows her around. Yeah. Uh, you know, all around Gotham, essentially. So then uh, there's a scene later where she comes to his door, and she's like, did you follow me today? And he's like, yeah. She's like, well, you should have brought a gun or something like that. She, yeah, she went to the bank. He's, she's like, I was hoping you'd rob the place. And he's like, well, I got a gun next time I can. And then they just kind of had this mild fling. You know, it's funny, too, because I was thinking, like, Okay, so the first time he kills those three guys, right? He goes back to his building and he just she he knocks on the door, she opens the door, and he just starts kissing her. And the next thing you assume fucking. they fuck, yeah. So it was like that really wouldn't work. That wouldn't really happen in real life to me. I mean, I just don't see. Well, it can't. Initially, it came off believable in the context of it because she definitely seemed like she liked him. She went to his comedy show, and you know, it, it seemed like they were hitting it off. And she seemed like she seemed like she'd be. Slammed. I think that scene happened after the door scene. Yeah. So I think what happened was, in whatever context, there is you know it's they set it up that they like each other, and so him going in there and kissing her later didn't seem to out there for me. I was like, okay, these characters like maybe each he just other. like had a rush. Or she something. seems yeah, and she seems impulsive, and so hey, Joker's not an incel. He likes women. Good for him. And so, you know, like. Yeah, you know, and like you know, you see them date going on dates, and you know she's there with him when uh, he goes to the hospital after his mom has a stroke. But then, yeah, you find out later because he he has another bad day, goes into her house, and she's like, "Oh my god, how did you get in? You're you're Arthur, right? You're my neighbor from down the hall." And you realize every experience he had with her was all in his head. Yeah, it was a psychotic episode. And I was like, "Oh shit!" But that was you know, I like how they handled that because. The love scene did kind of seem the love stuff did seem underdeveloped and kind of rushed, and I was just like, 
are they not going to talk about this more? But I'm also happy they didn't because I'm like, I really didn't want a fucking half hour subplot about a love interest. And yeah. I just, I just didn't want that. <laughs> I already saw Taxi Driver. I didn't need to see that. And yeah. so, like, you know, I'm glad that it ended up being a twist and that it was all in his head. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, very, because you, very well you found out at the beginning of the film, too, he was on medication, but you really don't know what it was for. Yeah. So maybe he was, you know, schizophrenic and he was taking the medication for that. And then, you know, I think. Um, the the psychiatrist he was going to like i think their their funds got pulled or something like that and so he's like where could i get my meds and she didn't have a clue of where he can get them so i think he stopped taking his meds and then he started like seeing shit and it really makes you question like what was real and what was not real after the after that yeah there's kind of that's kind of after after they set up the whole love interest was fake thing i i was I was going to expect that the twist was he didn't kill Murray. Or it was that, like American Psycho yeah, thing. You know? Or that the twist was that his mom's not dead. Like I expected there to be some kind of like, oh, yeah, none of this happened. You can Listen, you can make the same argument. You can make the argument that at the end of the movie when he's in the mental hospital that nothing happened. He just got committed and that was all in his head. But I, I'm not going to be an artsy hipster about it and go, oh, if you look at it this way. I'm going to assume that everything that happened in the movie happened in the movie and that it wasn't all in his head besides the love interest thing. But uh, no, it was it was very well handled. Very yeah, well no, I've been watching some reviews on YouTube and there's some people that were thinking maybe when he was on the Murray show and, you know, him shooting Murray in the head and then him getting uh, like when they tackled him and then they were taking him away in the police car. That was all in his head. Like when, you know, his following crashes their truck into his car that he's in and you know they let him out and everything that that was in his head because you know i really love that scene too where he gets yeah, up because, on the car yeah. and he, his hands are up and then he makes a smile out of his blood yeah. that was fucking so dope was metal i loved that scene ah. so much and then the next scene was just weird because you don't know if he got arrested again because they i thought the film was going to end like it was going to fade to black and that was the film i was waiting for that to happen and then it goes to the scene where he's like in the psych ward and, you know, the he's got another therapist and they're talking and he's like, I just thought of a joke and or something. And she's like, yeah, tell me. And he's like, you wouldn't get it. And then there's a scene where he's walking at the end. But you see, like, it looks like like blood or something like he's walking and yeah, his footprints like blood are red. Yeah, or something. Yeah, or something. And then I, I wonder what that was about. I was like, why is why is he? So did he footprints? kill her or did he imagine it? Oh, shit. Yeah, he could have killed her. Yeah, he was walking in her blood. Oh shit, that's cool. That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Is that blood? What is that?" And then, <laughs> I didn't. Wow, I didn't even. I'm an idiot. I didn't even think to to make that connection that he killed her. Wow. Well, you and Stefan were tarting out pretty much <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> it was that was so great. It was no, and that was funny too because in the end it was kind of funny because he's running back and, and forth. he's dancing and he's like, yeah, it's like it's. It's the movie does have its comedic moments, but I would not, I would definitely not call this movie a comedy or even, I wouldn't wouldn't be a dark comedy. comedy. I would would call it a dark comedy. I don't know. I don't think so because I I feel, I feel like it's a drama with a few jokes in it. I I wouldn't call this a dramedy or dark comedy or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, people expecting, like I said, it's not like a typical Joker character. He's the Joker, but he's not the Joker that we're used to seeing like Jack Nicholson's Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker. Ugh, Jared Leto's Joker. Oh god! If we want to, that doesn't play, count. If we want to lump that, him in that category, I will bet money. I will bet money on it that we're never going to see that Joker again. Well, actually, he's in Birds of Prey, but I found out that Jared Leto's not in it. But you just see the back of him. Uh, the body back. double, nice. Yeah, body double. So you don't see the front. He's like in a brief scene, probably when he's not talking or something. So because that's still in that DCEU like you know world with Birds of Prey. But anyways, um. I definitely think, though, that 
the ending in my mind was real. Yeah, I, I don't think that was made up in his head. You know, you can make you you brought it up a second ago. You can make the argument that him that them crashing into the car and pulling him out and him like basically being Jesus and raising his arms yeah. up. You could argue that that was in his head because then he just gets arrested later, even though he escaped. So you could, I could, I could see that interpretation being valid. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have been like taken to, you he know, he could have just been taken to jail and that's it. it, it there was no car crash in him. You know, it could have just been taken to jail. So yeah, no, I, like I really it. do think though that he shot Murray in the head on the show. No. Yeah. That, that happened. That. If you thought about it earlier in the film, too, it looked like he was going to kill himself on the show. That was going to yeah. be the joke to him. He's I like, know. knock, knock. and Who's there? Blows his brains out. I'm, I'm glad that he killed the next <laughs> character. I thought it was neat. Yeah, whoever that other uh, guest on the show, like he walks in, he does his little dance, you know. And when I first saw that in the trailer when he was like going to be on the show, if you ever watched The Dark Knight, returns uh if you read the comic book or if you ever I've read the comic and i've seen, seen the, the, movie, the movie the cartoon yeah. where he kills all the people on that on that, that talk, talk show? show yeah breathe breathe yeah, yeah yeah like he cuts that guy's throat with like a fucking can uh, i keep this cup sure we got a cause of him smashes it kills his fucking psychiatrist he does kill uh the psychiatrist and he does kill i mean everyone else in the entire yeah, gases audience the room. yeah but I thought he was going to do something like that, but he still does that in a way where he kills Murray, you know, Robert De Niro's oh. character. But um, I did see that coming. I did see him kind of like he was building it up, and it was a lot of tension because what is he going to do? Well, Murray Murray you know? was attacking him, being like, you're not funny, you're a weirdo. It's like, yeah, he's if he kills himself, that would not that would be stupid. Though He's going he's gonna to kill Murray. Yeah. I thought he was just going to kill the guests and just start shooting people, but um, I like that he just killed Murray because that was the only person he yeah. had beef with. He even said, "Hey, you brought me on the show just to make fun of me." It's like I know why I'm here. Like, yeah, it ain't, it ain't gonna go your way, pal. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much his idol too. Until he realized, "Hey, this guy's making fun of me. I don't like this." Uh, and when they called him on the show, he was like, "What? Like, why do they want me on the show?" And then he did his little Joker thing, and um, yeah, that was that was like pretty much like say the birth of Joker. That's like actually where he started kind of losing it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, man, I, God, this movie was just amazing. I mean, when I was, I watched it, it does have a lot of elements of the King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, if you think about it. And none of you have it, uh, seen Taxi Driver or King of Comedy. I've seen. I've no, seen no, no, no. I'm just saying people, if they're listening to this, which I hope they are, um, go see one of those films or at least both of them because uh, the one or two Taxi Driver is so good. Yeah. It, I mean, Travis Bickle's character compared to Arthur Flake, they're almost the same. Well, well, okay. I would make the argument that Travis Bickle, he's not crazy he's just a little unhinged i haven't seen the movie in a long time but from what i understand he is a good guy because he saves jodie foster's character who was an underage uh, prostitute he saves her from any future harm and like you know he rescues her yeah and so it's pimp, like yeah he's played by harvey Keitel. yeah that, the harvey Keitel <laughs> was a good pimp but it's it's like no so he had he had a moral compass and he was a good person but he he says to himself like oh you know i'm, I'm gonna end up just being I'm gonna do things my way, and I'm gonna kill this politician. I don't remember. Does he shoot the politician in that movie? No, he planned on killing him, but then he was gonna pull out the gun. But then, like one of the security guys saw him, and he just runs off. Yeah. Um, but also, he was also disgusted by society, or at least you know, living in New York, it's, he was like, everyone's all the filth has to be washed away. It makes me sick. Yeah. I can smell it, and that kind of drives into a point where like, this I'm city's not- afraid of me. He's, he's gonna take the law in his own hands, you know, and he buys all those guns, and it kind of like slowly builds him up to being this guy who just can't take anymore. Like, have you ever seen that movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas? Is that when he uh, holds, like, 
McDonald's at gunpoint. Yeah, because <laughs> they want. He was like, okay. they ran out of breakfast, or they stopped no, then, serving. Breakfast? He was like, serving, they stopped serving breakfast at a certain time, and he's like, well, it's like two minutes past the time that you guys stopped doing, and they just want to give it to him. So he like pulls out like a fucking AK or a shotgun or something, holds him at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, shit. yeah, it's a it's about a guy, and that movie is called Falling Down, but it's also like in a way a character breaking down. What's King of Comedy? I've never seen that. Uh, you know, it's like, it has Robert De Niro in it. It's, it's kind of like got that. He, it's like, he switched the character though, because I only seen bits and pieces of it, but it's got a, like the whole con, like the comedy show, the Murray thing. It's got like an element of that. It's okay. not like violent or anything. Okay. Um, but the whole con- talk show host. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But Robert De Niro is not the talk show host. He's in the film. Uh, but his character and Joker kind of represents that character who was the host in okay. King of Comedy. Yeah. So that's why people are saying, oh, it's it's like King of Comedy or it's like Taxi Driver. But, you know, Taxi Driver is a great film. I, th- I think it was like in the late 70s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, 72 or 3? 72, probably. Yeah, something like late that. Late 70s, early 70s. Mid, mid, mid to late 70s, something yeah. like that, I think. Um, did you think, though, back to Joker really quick, uh, did you have any, like, favorite parts in the film that stood out to you that you were like, oh, I, I, that, every time I, didn't think, I think about gonna... that film, I, there's this one scene that I just can't get out, can't get out of my head. Oh, there's, you know? I, honestly, like, a lot of it just kind of sticks in my head. Um, I, I didn't think he was going to kill the Wall Street guys. I thought, I thought we were just going to watch him get beat up for the first hour of the movie, and then he was going to snap. And I'm like, oh, he, he kills people pretty early on. I'm like, shit, all right. We're getting started. Let's do it. That did stick out. It just it was it was one of the most surprising things that happened. But I mean, I gotta say, if there's a scene that sticks out, it's probably that final scene. You get what you fucking deserve. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Imagine I, if you saw that on TV live. That'd be fucked up. Really <laughs> I'd be like, up. whoa! I was just trying to have a laugh with my kids <laughs> here at my house. <laughs> I hope I had the, v- the wife and kids were just trying to watch. You know, I had the VCR recording that shit. I hope so. Even though 1990. 1990- 1982, I think you said. 1981, yeah. They didn't have VCRs. I, I don't yeah, think you, that you would know, wouldn't you? you yeah, know, I would you know. know. Shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I don't think also this movie had any psychological effects like on people who were watching this film, unless you're fucking crazy. Well, I, I will say that I would make the argument that I will speak for myself and I'll speak for you because I know you well enough. I don't, I don't think you want to go out and kill anyone after this, and no. I don't want to go out and kill anyone. After. And once again, it's just kind of like people. People who 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 may be inspired to actually go out and hurt people and commit crimes because of what they saw on a TV show or heard in a movie or in a song or in a video game, you know, I don't think normal people do that because we've all played GTA, we've all gone on shooting sprees in GTA and and yeah. killed hookers in GTA and blown people up in no. GTA, and you know what? We've also died in Grand Theft Auto, so it's it's like, you know we can definitely separate uh, media from reality. And I, I think people, people who believe that this, that these things cause crime and chaos, I, I think that they need to do a little more research. And I think they're uneducated. Um, who the fuck am I to talk? I'm no, I'm no, uh, you know, social scientist, but I, I, from what I've read and, and what I've spoken to people about, it's like, yeah, this, this normal people don't do this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's people out there who and there's cases where, you know, people have lost it because life has been treating them like shit. You know, yeah, they, they're they, broken they just as Arthur Fleck in, is. They weren't the, inspired, you know, guys like Elliot Roger and the and the New Zealand shooter, which we talked about earlier. They weren't they, they didn't see a movie and decided to go on a killing spree. They 
they thought the society around them was broken and they felt like they needed to do something about it. In Elliot Rogers case, he didn't care. He's like, the world's let me down and I'm not getting what I want. And so fuck it. Life's not going to get better. So I don't care. I don't give a shit. And I want revenge for what happened to me. Yeah. So I just can't take it anymore. I got a boiling yeah. point. And, and fuck it. These were, I don't these got are, anything else to live for. I'm just going to start blasting. And people. these are mentally disturbed people. Yeah, uh, they are. These aren't normal guys who watched a movie or got, you know, got sad once. Like they, they're mentally disturbed and they're, and in the, in the, um, in the Christ church shooting case, he was a radical, he was a radical idealist. And so it's just like, yeah, that, that unfortunately these things happen, but it's not as prevalent as the media likes to make it's it. It's a mad, to. mad world. <laughs> That's a good song. <sighs> but uh, uh, anyways, of, yeah. What, um, actually one of my favorite scenes, if I really had to think about it, that kind of really made me feel bad for him was you know when he actually gets to pogos which i was telling you earlier pogos is the name and that's well, the comedy pogo. club that he performed yeah at. yeah um pogo is the name of the clown pogo the clown that john wayne gacy if none of you know he was uh, a serial killer that killed young boys and he uh hit him under his house brutal it was pretty brutal anyway so when he actually gets on stage and he's got his little notebook and he's like he he kind of starts doing his laugh again, like his nervous laugh or, you know, the condition that he's got. And he's trying to get out the joke, but he can't. And it was kind of very sad to watch because he, he really I I started, wants to be. A comedian. I started feeling like embarrassed. You know, how when you like you go to you go somewhere and people, someone gets on stage and they start making an ass of themselves and you feel like embarrassed for them. You start cringing. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, I thought oh, it was no, like, no, 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 no. You know, but a lot of people didn't be they weren't like, get off the stage, you fucking, you know. You don't know what you're doing, but like he didn't start get heckled, getting yeah, heckled. He didn't. They also didn't show the whole thing. They showed like the one bad joke he made, and then that was. And it. then all of a sudden, like music started playing, and they were showing the back of him, and then he was actually getting the jokes out, and people were laughing. Which might have been in his head. Might have been in his yeah, head yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. So, would you go see this movie again? Yeah, it's it's not. You know, it's it's it, once again, it's one of those movies where you're not like, oh my god, I saw it last night with the guys, and now I'm going to go see it again with my mom. Or it's like, no, this is. It's a dark movie. It's it, it can be disturbing in some respect. Um, it's it's I, I think it is, you know, I think you can watch it again. Sure. I, I think it's it. It's definitely uh, you can have multiple viewings of it. But it, it's for me personally, it's not a movie that I would see like two consecutive times in the matter of like a couple days. Yeah, I, like, I, 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 I might see it again before it leaves theaters. Otherwise, I will buy it when it comes out. I'll, no, I'll yeah, definitely yeah. get it, too. I mean, it's not like I don't really see a lot of Easter eggs in this film. I mean, I, I do recall seeing things like Arkham Hospital and all that other kind of stuff. Well, so there was yeah. nuts because it's in Gotham City, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's not like where Avengers Endgame where you have to see that multiple times because there's a lot of shit that you can't see in one viewing because you're like, I have to constantly rewatch that film because I missed this. I mean, God, you know, I was uh, – I, I didn't I haven't watched Endgame in probably like a month. I do own it though, but so uh, there was a scene with Howard the Duck in it, like at the final battle. I'm like, where the fuck was Wait, that? What? Howard the Duck was in. He's in the battle. He's in the battle. Wow, what? That is funny. <laughs> I actually. That's good. Wow, I'm gonna have to look for that. Yeah, there was a scene um, when they're all like appearing. Like I think it's when in the portal. Wasp. Yeah, she goes from small to big, and he's in the back marching with all the other fucking. Like, That's the wa- great. Wakandians and the fucking uh, all the other um, magicians and shit like that. Yeah, that's cool little Easter egg. Yeah, you know I'm glad they didn't. 
I don't know too much about Howard the Duck. I know isn't he like a parody of Donald Duck? And yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that he... <laughs> there was a movie from like the '80s. Howard the Duck was horrible. That's a totally different other subject. But anyway, back to the subject at hand. Um, so yeah, Joker for me, I would probably see it one more time. It's just one of those movies like I get it the first time I saw it. So if I feel like motivated to go see it again, but such a good movie at the same time. So I definitely it, I it's, 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 would you know, love it's, to see another viewing. And I definitely, like you said, I'm going to buy it like when it comes out, because that movie to me, just like Logan, you know, it, it stands out. It's not your typical comic book film, which yeah. is great. And I really hope it does win on like an Oscar, at least Joaquin well, Phoenix. Well, if the media keeps shitting on it, it won't, but we'll see. Did you uh, read that article uh, that just came out about Martin Scorsese, what he said about comic book films? Uh-oh, what did he say? He said they're not real films. Like the actors were like what they were given the best they can, the way they acted about it. It was just like he was pretty much poo-poo on all eh, these. A lot of these old fogies do that. They're like, oh, we know they did this. You know, I mean – you know, you got you to think about – I'm not defending him, but I'm just saying I'm, – I see where it comes from. It's like, you know, he's he's from the old school of filmmaking. You know, he's he's one of the directors from the 70s that revived cinema because cinema was dead throughout the 60s. And so, you know, it was like him, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Like, they all revived cinema. And so I can see someone like him talking like that. But, I mean, eh, fucking old – stupid old man. Yeah. I love you to death and I too. love your movies, but shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um – so I don't know. Like I said, uh, this is a great movie. It fucking ruled. Uh, probably one of the best films I've seen this year. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like my my top five comic book films of all time, but like, well, it's not a comic book movie. Well, yeah, it's based on a comic book character. Officially speaking, like yeah. literally, yes. But it, it's if you want to lump it in that category. It, it's got of no like, no comic-y tone in it at all. Yeah, you don't see a guy flying above buildings and shit like that. I mean, it doesn't like even even bat. You know, even Batman's parents being killed. It's like I only that only resonates with me because I'm a Batman fan. But it's like imagine not knowing anything about Batman. You you just be like, oh, this poor kid. Would you have been uh, disappointed though? in the film if they didn't show I mean we've seen that scene so many goddamn times on TV shows and movies uh with Joker um, not Joker but uh Bruce Wayne his parents getting killed do you think that really needed to be in the film No um and you could make the argument that that was fan service but I didn't I don't think it hurt the movie in any way and I like like I said I like the the setup it has for any potential Batman sequels cuz it's like your parents were killed by an anarchist by just yeah, someone who inspired wanted to by watch the Joker. Him. Yeah, and so it's like it's going to make Batman more of a hateful person and could make Batman a lot more intense of a character than he normally is. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll wrap it up, but yeah, um, no. any final thoughts? Uh this uh, movie took me by surprise. I was very jaded about it thinking when I first like I said talked about it in the Defenders episode, like I wasn't looking forward to it. It was stupid, but then seeing the trailers and knowing that Joaquin Phoenix was going to be the Joker in it. <laughs> I was even skeptical about Todd Phillips because Todd Phillips does a lot of raunchy films. Yeah, Hangover, Due Date. Road There's trip. a Due Date reference in it. There's a comedian named Ethan Chase, and that was the name of Zach Galifianakis. I missed that. That was the name of Zach Galifianakis' character in uh, Due Date. His name was Ethan really? Chase. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, what a reference. I'm like, uh, only someone like me would get that because I've seen – I love Due Date. I've seen it a lot. Yeah. I like it more than Hangover. No, I even mean – Even though it's a similar movie. I love the Hangover, the first one. The, the second one and third one were not that good. But the third one was its own – it was like a heist movie. Yeah. It was, it was weird. It was weird. It was yeah. very weird. But I didn't see someone like Todd Phillips. I don't know. Like I think he directed War Dogs too. Well, 
this kind of ties into our discussion about the left freaking out over bullshit is like, you know, he, he made a comment that he's just like, you know, I haven't been making comedies anymore because of woke culture and cancel culture. He's like, you know, comedians have to be safe nowadays because if you do anything out of line or out of the ordinary, then, you know, you're going to get called whatever ism name, you know, sexist, misogynist, chauvinist, racist, whatever. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's like, I'm just, I don't want to fuck around. I don't want to touch comedy right now because, you know, the political climate's too much. Yeah. And so, and of course he got shit for saying that. And it's just like, Oh God, <sighs> leave the man alone. People, man, people. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's I don't, th- I don't think the left's, I don't think all the outrage can, will hurt this movie any more than, you know, I, well, I don't want to say they've hurt it any more than needed to be. It just more so like, I don't think the left is going to tank this movie. I think this movie's going to do well. It is already doing well. Um, I don't think it will flop. I think it's going to oh, go no. down in history as one of the best Joker movies ever. And hopefully it'll go to the Oscars. We'll see. Well, let's see. Um, but yeah, no, my thoughts on it was great. It fucking ruled. Like I said earlier, um, Todd Phillips did a great job for what he had, uh, telling the story of a broken guy. And yeah, so it's not a comic book film. You don't have to walk in there thinking you're going to see a comic book film because you're not just, you know, I would say that's probably like one of the best films of this year. I don't know. I would about agree. You. I completely agree. So yeah, with that. that's my opinion of it. Go see this fucking film. It's great. It's rad. Radical. Enough said. <laughs> and on that note, folks, this has been another riveting episode of the Geek Mosh Pit podcast. Um, we are, as of now, only going to be on YouTube. Um, where SoundCloud's not really worth it anymore. No one really goes on SoundCloud besides rappers. And hey, good for them. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jason. And thank you so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. We'll see you all soon. Later.